friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today, and hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. And hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. It was a um, good show. Talked about a lot of various topics as well. And as you know, I continue to do these shows every day with Dad. And I talk to a lot of people that I'm around and people I come in contact with. I'm finding it increasingly more evident that people are becoming pretty much distrusting of what they're starting to hear in the mainstream media. I've talked to people over the last couple of years, some that I talk to regularly, some that I don't talk to very often, you know, kind of just casually talk to on an occasional basis. And more and more people, even ones that simply were kind of going along with the narrative, you know, say two, three years ago, are now really starting to question things. And I'm getting phone calls from people I've known for years calling me up saying, hey, bud, you know, what do you think about this right now? Is this something, you know, is kind of weird? My answer every time is, well, it's a great question. (laughs) Let me explain this to you. And I've done that a lot lately in the last couple of weeks, and I've been noticing it more and more. What's starting to occur now is there's starting to be a paradigm shift change with a lot of people in the United States. People are starting to realize that pretty much everything we're told on mainstream media is a lie. This has never been more evident than what we saw with the entire COVID pandemic and the complete and total media push that they did on everyone for two years. And now we're seeing this CDC trying to weaponize the Department of Justice to appeal the judge, the federal judge down here in Florida's decision is saying that mandating masks by the CDC on public transport is illegal and unconstitutional. And I told you guys last week, Fauci came out of the you know cockroach hole that he lives in and basically stated that the judge had no right to overturn this. And this should have been a public health decision through the CDC and not a court decision. Blatantly stating what he's saying is now the CDC should be above the federal courts and federal law and they should be their own entity. Well, because that's what they really significantly are if we allow them to continue to go this way. Remember, the CDC is kind of like a trifecta of corruption. They are a 501c3 corporation with one section. At the same other time, they are a government agency. At the other time, they're also a private for-profit entity. They can take donations from other countries and grant money from other countries, and it's – nothing's wrong with it, apparently. They don't bring it up. It's just, you know, okay, that's just what the CDC does. They're one of the most convoluted, corrupt alphabet agencies, in my personal opinion, in the United States, right underneath the ATF. And so what's happened is now people are starting to realize that, whoa, did we really just get played for the last two years, especially everyone that really thought that they had the right to be able to force people to wear masks on public transport? And the answer was yes, they did. They played the entire country, and they made everybody think that they had this unilateral power that they really didn't. And people were basically forced to enforce it through a lot of these businesses and airline flight companies and everything else by saying, well, you have to do this because this is what the CDC said. If you want to keep your job, this is what the CDC said. And as people are starting to realize now, the CDC is not an enforcement agency. They have never been deemed or given that level of authority and ratified it through Congress. They are simply an agency that says, this is a guideline that we're recommending people follow. That's the extent of their authority. Now, what you're starting to see is more and more and more push to try to regain that control that they thought 
they simply had, and that's why they're going to try to push this. So again, I've encouraged a lot of people, continue to make this vocal that the CDC does not have this authority, and make it on the algorithms as well, on the forums, on Twitter, and any social media platforms you do, especially if you see some of the stuff come up in post. Make sure you write a post or make a comment or put out a tweet or hashtag or whatever you want to put out stating that mass mandates will never be followed again. What this does is this throws algorithm curve to a different direction. When you start having tens of thousands, if not millions of people, start showing very aggressive verbal support on platforms and the algorithm skews in our favor, it shows them that we're not going to go silently into the night. We have to use these social media platforms against them as best as possible. Even though they're censoring a lot of stuff, I get that. There's also certain ways around it as well with different things you can misspell. Like you see a lot of times now people don't put COVID vaccine. They put the C-O-O-F-I-D, COFID, like it's a joke. It's goof. They've done this now a lot of times so there's not as much censorship on the, the, the post so it doesn't get shadow banned. Also, too, other things that we can continue to do is making sure that we do not comply with any of this stuff ever again. And as you start to see the algorithms build up, they will also see the same aspect of what they are seeing and that nobody's going to go along with this nonsense anymore and people are going to continue to live freely on their way. For example, now we're now seeing, in my opinion, what I think this is, this is a economic attack on the United States by China along with another power grab by the communist controlled government to further control their country and dominate their citizens as pretty much everybody thought that the Chinese Shanghai lockdowns were pretty much going to be over with. They're now saying that the restrictions for manufacturing and businesses are going to be lifted in Shanghai. However, most residential areas will still be kept intact. However, now they're now saying an outbreak in Beijing will now cause a full-blown lockdown in Beijing. The capital city reported 22 cases tested with a PCR test on Sunday. The highest daily tally this year. I'm going to repeat that. 22 tests on a PCR test tested positive. 22. That's not even a school bus. 22. Not deaths, not hospitalizations, not vents, not remdesivir treatment. 22 people tested positive on a PCR test. So they're saying Beijing must go into full lockdown now to mitigate the risk of spreading any more COVID so they can obtain COVID zero. Now, obviously, we've all realized over the last two years this entire concept of what they're doing is nothing short than tyranny with the face of health safety put on front of it. This is what they're going to continue to do. Now, what's interesting about this is the Chinese stocks have tumbled all last week and over even the weekend, even today. They've dropped rapidly. But one thing about this is is China, as you guys know, is pretty much the largest exporter in the entire world. I mean, they ship stuff all over the place. The United States is massively, massively reliant on a lot of their stuff. Well, now what they're starting to say now, the port of Shanghai is so jammed up because of what happened over the last month that now Beijing is starting to jam up. And they're now saying that there are literally containers and logistic disasters unlike they have seen since May of 2020. They're now saying that the volume and the exports and the amount of material and vessels and cargo ships that are going to be going are going to be reminiscent of May 2020, where everything pretty much shut down in the entire world for a month. This is going to have a massively dramatic effect on the United States, where we're already dealing with enormous supply chain issues because, well, 
the United States decided they didn't want to be self-sufficient with a lot of these corporations and a lot of these businesses, and they wanted to outsource stuff to all over parts of the world. This is why you're seeing so many issues with a lot of vehicles in some cases where they simply can't get certain parts, even if it's a minute part. If it's a bolt that bolts down the bed or the cab of the truck to the frame, and those bolts all come out of China, well, that's a significant problem now because you outsourced all your stuff to China and Mexico and other countries. So this is going to be something very interesting to see as I've watched numerous videos now over the weekend in Beijing where people are literally doing exactly what I described last week with the toilet paper epidemic <laughs> shortage that we saw in 2020 here, where people are literally just filling up carts of food and running out the store. Most of the time, they're still buying them now. They're not stealing stuff yet. But photos of empty shelves and empty supermarkets are all starting to surface in Beijing. Do I believe everything that I see in China? No, absolutely not. Do I think, though, this is something that's a very common occurrence if you're starting to see more lockdowns? Oh, absolutely, 100%. have seen it firsthand. Now, what's interesting about this is now, at the same time, we're seeing all these things occur in China. We're seeing more and more companies and more and more entities talk about food shortages. The FBI just put out a private industry notification manual April 20th, 2022. If you guys have seen this now, you can look it up on the website. I'll put the link on the webpage from FBI.gov field offices. It states ransomware attacks on agricultural cooperatives potentially timed to critical seasons. The summary says the FBI is informing food and agricultural sector partners that ransomware actors may be more likely to attack agricultural cooperatives during critical planting and harvesting season, disrupting operations, causing financial loss, and negatively impacting the food chain. The significant disruption of grain production could impact the entire food chain since grain is not only consumed by humans but also used for animal feed. In addition, a significant disruption of grain and corn production could impact commodities trading and stocks, and an attack that disrupts processing at a protein or dairy facility can quickly result in spoiled products and have cascading effects down to the farm level as animals cannot be processed. And then it goes on to all these recommendations, all these different threats that have occurred. And this is legit. I looked this up. And – What's going on here is obviously we know the history of the FBI. What I personally think is happening right now is they're setting the hook and the bait for the mainstream media and for a huge portion of these companies to basically state, we're telling you what's about to happen. We're letting you know what's about to occur. So when there's random ransomware attacks, whether it's organic from something or if it's something that the FBI FBI spools up in their bad ideas factory. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. They can then say, we warned you about this. We let everybody know about this. We're sorry it happened. At the same time now, we've literally seen, and Michael Snyder put together a list of over 16 food manufacturing fires now, major ones, all across the country in the last four months, one of which was very strange, General Mills over the weekend had a massive one in Cedar Rapids, Ohio, that basically was random in the middle of the night on the weekend. Oddly enough, General Mills facility in Covington, Georgia, just two days ago, had a plane crash into it, a dual-prop Cessna that just randomly crashed. Now, could those two incidents be completely separate and the plane was just an accident and the pilot died? Condolences to the family, a horrible plane accident? Yes, absolutely. That stuff kind of happens. But when you start looking at all these different incidences that are occurring across the country, with these random manufacturing plants that are literally burning 
into the ground. These things are total losses. Now we have the Azure headquarters. Remember I told you guys about that one last week, Azure Standard, that works with organic food, non-GMO food. He is now stating that the Azure market liquid products will be out of stock for the foreseeable future. He said the three primary product groups that have been affected due to the fire at the liquid pour facility, he continued to say it will be market oils, honeys, and vinegars, basically any Azure market liquid product as well as care products for the short term. Short term. I don't think these any of these incidences are basically accidental or coincident at all. These are happening too fast in succession with too many other basically drops being done in the bucket all across the country. And then with the FBI manual coming out about this, this is why I've repeatedly told everybody, it is absolutely crucial that you have food stored up. Doesn't matter. I, I recommend the highest quality food. That's why I cure the organic. If you're on a budget and you're trying to just stock up on beans and rice and rice and, you know, or canned foods, do what you need to do on this. I had a lot of friends and people over my house yesterday for my son's – or on Saturday for my son's birthday. It was funny. I brought the topic up to a lot of people, my friends that were there, about food. And pretty much every single guy that I had over there and I talked to, they were like, oh, yeah. They said, I at least have you know about a month's worth of food. And I said, well, whatever you need, so just make sure you do the math on it, how many calories you need. This is something that's very, very important, and I don't say this lightly. This is going to happen in the near future. It may not happen nationally, but you're going to start seeing pockets of distribution start to slow down, and supermarkets are starting to get very, very thin with certain items, especially when you're now looking at scarcity inflation. This isn't here to be fear porn. This is here to give you facts of what's going on right now across the country. I just laid out all the details that are occurring. So again, my friends, stay strong. Enjoy your life, keep the faith, but continue to take care of yourselves, get in shape, get your cardio in shape, make sure you're taking care of your overall health and body and eating clean foods as best as possible, and look at the future of what's starting to occur, and you'll get a very clear indication of what's about to start happening, I think, in the next 6 to 12 months, just my personal opinion based on the facts. What do you think, Deb? I think that was an excellent summary. I mean, everything we see now, you know, Bill Gates buying up farmland, you know, geoengineering out the kazoo for the past 20 years to basically decimate farmlands and to destroy crops and to destroy water aquifers and, res, you know, reservoirs. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how they're doing this from an orchestrated standpoint. Look at the war in, Ukraine, in the Ukraine. Supposedly we had Ukrainian missiles. I wonder where they got missiles from. They blow up the oil facilities in Russia. They were supplying troops in Donbass. As British intelligence says, the Putin's forces have yet to achieve significant breakthrough. And now we know that Ukraine is one of the primary breadbaskets of the world, and so is Russia. And Russia's cutting off its fuel supplies and oil supplies, you know, in many different areas around the country. And now we see Israel, which is Rothschild-controlled, dropping the dollar and going to the Chinese renminbi. All these things are happening for a specific reason. I personally believe now this entire Ukraine orchestrated mess that's going on was done to reduce the food supplies and cause continual breaks in the how should i say supply lines exactly like they did in 2020 and then shanghai shutting down and now the port of shanghai was shut down again and now these ships are backed up in the harbor and backed up in the ocean and and basically these containers are basically having food in them that are spoiling and rotting and supplies that can't be shipped all of this stuff is being orchestrated by the same cabal that took down building seven that took down the trade towers that we call the Sabbatean, Luciferian, Kabbalist, sex, death cult. That's who's doing all of this. Now you say, well, gosh, Ted's, you know, is it always these guys? Well, yeah, you know, if you listen to the show, it's always these same guys. And once you understand that, you start to see it. I got a video in this morning that was extremely disturbing. 
and it was started talking about all of these medical doctors that are promoting Donald Trump at these big rallies, though they're talking about being anti-vaccine, these, you know, Donald Trump is still pushing the vaccine. I mean, even Alex Jones, one of his little folks that basically worked with him, came out and started talking about Trump won't stop pushing vaccinations last week. Uh, this is what he's been told to do. He's an actor. And it's so odd to me that these medical doctors and medical professionals, and you start digging deeper into this because not all of them are involved in this. You start digging deeper into this, you start finding out that this guy, this, this one big rally guy is basically having these big rallies all over the country with 20 million live streamers. You know, streaming it, 20 million people paying like, you know, a hundred bucks or 10 bucks or whatever they're paying to stream this. That's a lot of money. I think it's, I think it's $10 per live stream, which is $200 million being generated. And the question I ask again, who's paying for the bandwidth? How are they getting that much bandwidth? How are they possibly not being shadow banned? And see, this is the thing that doesn't make any sense to me with a lot of this stuff. Then you start finding out a lot of the people that are speaking are part of the Lucis Trust, which is part of the Lucifer Trust, which is part of the satanic group that basically worked through the United Nations that was set up by the Rothschild banking cartel to push the principles of Lucifer into our, you know, into, into our everyday life. And, and you start to look at what these people have done and who they are. And you look at that, that Masonic person, you know, Alice Bailey and what she did and what she believes. And you start to understand who and why they do what they do. I mean, what did Alice Bailey, what was her 10 point strategy of the new world order? Take God and prayer out of the educational system, reduce the parental authority over children, destroy the traditional Christian family structure. We talked about this in length a week ago on Monday. If sex is free, make abortion legal and easy, make divorce easy and legal, free people from the concept of marriage for life, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle, debase art, make it run mad, put sculptures of forks and knives in Central Park and say, oh, this is beautiful art. No, it's not. It's just nonsense. Use media to promote and change the mindset. Create an inter faith movement and get governments to make all of these laws and get the church to endorse these changes i mean you think about what she said this she was a hardcore satanist cabalist high level up in the masonic female lodges i mean this is something that's happening all over the world now and their plan that they've had for a hundred years is coming together but again nobody really wants to talk about much of this because it becomes how should i say uh, very controversial and very politically incorrect, which is what the show is built around. So it is what it is. Now, another thing that's happening, too, there's a movie that's just come out. It's called it's being released. It's called 2000 Mules, and it's by DeSouza. And I normally wouldn't cover this, but, you know, he was an interesting character because in 2014, he made some straw, how should I say, pan campaign contributions, was found guilty, charged with a felony. Because he had somebody else donate some money to a campaign in his name because he had exceeded the limits. And then Donald Trump pardoned him. And I find that interesting because Donald Trump basically uh, didn't pardon a lot of people like the people that came to his rally that he called for to dispute the election on January the 6th. So there's so much, how should I say, incongruency in this. Something's not right. Donald Trump's at rallies pushing vaccines, yet the speakers of the rallies say how bad the vaccines are. It's causing all of this confusion. This, 20, this 2,000 mules that the Socia just put together, it's a documentary film, and it talks about the widespread coordinated voter fraud in the 2020 election you know, with Trump. And he said that the fraud was so bad it was sufficient to change the overall outcome. Drawing on research provided by the Election Integrity Group, True the Vote, 2,000 Mules offers two types of evidence, geotracking and video. The geotrafficking evidence based on a database of 10 trillion cell phone pings 
exposes an elaborate network of paid professional operatives called mules delivering fraudulent and illegal votes to mail-in drop boxes in the five key states where the election was decided. Video evidence obtained from the official surveillance cameras installed by the states themselves confirms the geotracking evidence. The movie concludes by exploring numerous ways to prevent the fraud from happening again. And, of course, Donald Trump is now out of the rallies promoting this movie. It's interesting to me. Trump now has this is from Breitbart. Trump reveals the trailer of an explosive 2000 mules ballot harvesting documentary at the Ohio rally. Former President Donald Trump on Saturday evening played the trailer of his forthcoming explosive documentary, 2000 Mules, which reveals a wide scat ballot harvesting. I'm going to go ahead and post these stories online so you guys can read them. But, you know, think through this with me for a moment, if you don't mind. You've got Donald Trump at rallies pushing the kill shot. You got Donald Trump at rallies pushing the election fraud. You got Donald Trump, who was unwilling to pardon the people from the election fraud, making anybody else who wanted to stand against the federal government here, and he's scared to death because they're afraid they're going to go to jail and have their assets seized. Just thought I'd mention that. A lot of these guys are still in jail from the January 6th rally, rally a year and a half ago, two years ago now, whatever it was, year and a half, I guess. And all of this stuff is continuing to go as we speak. But Donald Trump, at that point, remember, Mike Lindell came into his office to talk about how he could contest the election. And Donald Trump basically threw him out after 10 seconds to talk to the attorneys. All of this stuff is being orchestrated around us. Donald Trump pushing red flag gun laws. Donald Trump Trump still taking credit for Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump basically carpet bombing the United States and shutting down supply lines by shutting down all these small family businesses and putting hundreds of thousands of them out of business. And a lot of this is what's causing these supply line disruptions. Because these manufacturers, these small manufacturers, couldn't pay their bills, couldn't pay their employees. And then they decided to get the, quote, unquote, money from the government to pay the bills, you know, for their payroll. And now they're being put through forensic audits. And many of them are being fined and put out of business from that. Unbelievable. This, this whole thing is just mind-boggling when you look at the scope of it. And then, you, then you've got the international banking cartels with Klaus Schwab saying that you'll by 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And then you have what Austin talked about in depth with the supply line of food that's now coming to a crunch all over the world, all over the basically this country. And the American people still basically oblivious to it in, in the most parts because they don't believe anything's ever going to happen to them. Remember, it's only about 10 or 12 percent of the population that's actually really awake like we are on the show. But yet the other 90 percent are trying to wake up because they know something's wrong. They know something's wrong in their spirit. They get up in the morning and they can feel it. Something's not right. They get up, they, they talk to their friends and colleagues at work and something's not right. And suddenly they're starting to realize that everything they've been taught is pretty much a lie. Look at this election in France. I call complete fraud on that again. Macron didn't win that election. Le Pen was leading in all the polls. She, she, there's no way that he could have won, but he won by a landslide, kind of like Joe Biden did with Donald Trump. Kind of like that again, right? That's because, that's what Stalin said. It doesn't matter. Who basically votes for who? Only it matters is who counts the votes. Uh, Stalin showed that repeatedly in in Russia during the Soviet Revolution, and and then we have to realize that all of this stuff is happening everywhere. I mean, now we're having mysterious fires that are happening at food plants, and the FBI is warning of food shortages, like also talked about earlier. And then we look at what's happening in Nigeria. Now Nigeria just cut off 73 million phone users for failing to register on a bad database. Well, wait a minute. You know, more of a third of 198 million in Nigeria are barring them from making outgoing calls because they've not been registered properly in the National Digital Identity Database. Nigeria has been rolling out a 11-digit electronic national identity card for almost a decade, which records an individual's personal and biometric data, including fingerprints and photo. 
The national identity number is required to open a bank account, get a driver's license, to vote, to get health insurance, to file tax returns. Officials have said the policy is needed to protect kidnappings. What? So we're going to take the kidnappings and make everybody get registered so we can find everybody. I guess if they get kidnapped. I don't know. What the heck does that even mean? So this is – all of this stuff is happening. And then we have DeSantis here in Florida going against this woke corporation, and we all hope and pray DeSantis for we real, though he did graduate from Yale, which is a home of skull and bones. And, you know, he's really saying what we want to hear, kind of like Donald Trump did when he was running for president back in 2016, wasn't it? Was He was telling us what we wanted to hear, you know, all his big rallies. I mean, he even had me in the middle of a giant sign in my yard that I put over my wall so nobody could deface it and tear it down like a two-foot-by-six-foot sign that said, Trump, make America great again, because I really thought that he was going to do what he wanted to do, do what he said he was going to do. Then suddenly he gets into the office, and all he does is put CFR members in all these positions of authority. And then he starts bringing – he brings this Kabbalist son-in-law and daughter into the White House to determine economic and, and you know and policy for the White House. I mean, insanity. You know, there, and people thought for years that you know Jared Kushner could be the Antichrist, and he still could be. He's going to be Jewish, and they say he's not going to like women. He's going to be gay, and I would think that Jared Kushner fits that bill pretty good, pretty effeminate. I mean, unbelievable. And so the point is this. Where are we going with all of this stuff, and why are they doing this to us? And again, it's to bring us under a one-world government under Lucifer. That's what this whole thing's about, and that's why they're destroying the country. And then every once in a while, they got to throw us a bone, and they threw Disney under the bus. But of course, Disney had gotten so radical under its new leadership with its 70% queer population who works there, that they wanted to have full transgender grooming of children and gay grooming of children in the schools in Florida, DeSantis said no. Why did that happen? Because the algorithms pushed against it so hard. This show pushed against it so hard. Other shows pushed against it so hard. We even have Franklin Graham, who I consider to be a globalist. He's in there now saying that Disney deserves what they got and that basically people need to boycott Disney. And he said that to his entire 10 million followers. He said, boycott Disney, and he's right. There are a lot of other things to do in Florida to basically swim in our beautiful springs. Watch out for gators, by the way. And all these things are really, really nice to do on the beaches. Watch out for the sharks. But all these things are really nice here in Florida. You don't have to go sit at the Magic Kingdom and wait four hours to go ride on Splash Mountain, which has now been woke and changed also. All these things are happening all around us to cause more conflict and more breakdown of the nuclear family in the United States. But every once in a while, they realize they've got to throw us back a bone because they've moved from the 10-yard line to the 40-yard line. So they give us 10 yards back, and so all of a sudden we win. You know, Austin said something made me chuckle a minute ago. He goes, the FBI bad ideas factory, and he's right. You know, of course, the FBI is the federal, B is for bad, and I is ideas. It's the federal bad ideas factory, and that's what it pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, stands for. And all of the false flags that they've been involved with, and they've been proven to be bad, and all the FBI provocateurs that were in January the 6th. I mean, what's happened to us? Well, that's what also said last week. The United States Constitution was made for a Christian nation. It was made for a moral nation that wanted to follow the word of God and be Christians and, and do what's right. It's wholly inadequate for a group of heathen Kabbalists running the doggone program because it's too easily manipulated and that's what we see right now happening all over the world and guys listen to me you know if we don't stand here and continue to talk about this and continue to do things about this it's not going to change one organization that's really trying to make a difference is, is, is basically it's moms for liberty 
There's 85,000 Moms for Liberty now taking on school boards across the U.S., and their mission supposedly is to save America by empowering parents, which I think is absolutely great. But here's the thing. We're the men. Da, 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 da. We're the men. 85,000 moms. We're the men. Well, the, the men have been emasculated. They've been basically de, demanhooded. I guess you could say that if that's a word. And they've been beat into submission by the doggone women who have been woke and become liberal, feminist, lesbian witches in many cases. And these other mothers are saying, wait a minute, we don't want the woke, feminist, lesbian witches running school boards. And so they're coming out now and they're running for school boards all over the country. And they're trying to change this from the bottom up. It's a highly, I, I commend these women for doing this. I have a, one, one lady we know, her name's Christy. She's part of this. And she's really, really adamant. She's really, really vocal. And I really like it. Then we have little subgroups popping up everywhere that are trying to do the same thing. But when you start digging deeper into these subgroups, you start finding weird things with the subgroups and really weird people in charge of the subgroups. You start wondering, who are these folks and why are they doing this? But, guys, always remember, when you see stuff that's happening around you, you've got to question it. You know, like CERN. CERN's going to restart their Haldron Collider now after a three-year status. Remember, that this is the same group that had – their scientists walk out supposedly in black robes, like satanic black robes, and do a supposed mock human sacrifice outside of CERN. And, and you know, so all these groups, you start looking at them, you start saying, well, aren't there any Christians left? Aren't there any conservatives left? Well, yeah. We have another Florida sheriff who's now encouraging people to take gun safety classes, and he says he prefers they save the taxpayers' money by shooting home invaders after a local man scares off a serial burglar by firing at him. People everywhere beginning to realize that, you know, we have little pockets of resistance, like here in Polk County with Grady Judd and this other sheriff here in this, you know, in this state of Florida. But then you have Broward County down there, which is basically given over to the Kabbalist Luciferian sect and is being completely run by these weirdos, including what happened with Parkland, as far as I'm concerned, and Austin also. And so all of these things are happening at once for only one reason, to cause massive confusion. That's why it's so important that we keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, because if we don't do that, it's going to be really a mess for us. You know, we got to understand something here. There's two basically two different agendas. God doesn't want you to be afraid. He offers you love, mercy, and forgiveness to anyone who will accept it while you're still alive here on earth. This is Psalms 103, 1-22. The only thing Lucifer has to offer is fear. The devil knows he can work on your emotions and cause you to doubt God. Fear is the opposite of faith because it puts your trust, willingly or not, in Satan. This is 2 Timothy 1.7. So which spirit is talking to you, the spirit of God or an unholy spirit? This is 1 John 4, 1 through 6. Political leaders have learned that fear is a powerful weapon. This is the same thing that Lucifer has learned. The mainstream media is constantly hyping the situation to create division and fear. The love of God is stronger than any fear that Satan has to offer. That's 1 John 4, 16-18. If you stay connected to Jesus, that he promises you peace unlike anything the world has to offer. He doesn't want us to be afraid. We just need to be connected to him. That's John 14, 27, 15, 5, and 16, 33. Let the peace of God supernaturally cover any fear and anxiety that you feel. This is Philippians 4, 4 through 9. You need to continue to grow your faith. Apply the Bible in your life and watch it work. It will bolster your soul, build your faith, build your health, if you listen to the health aspects, and highlight the areas of your life that need improving. This is Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. In football, the best defense is a good offense. When you're constantly playing defense, you're not scoring any points. On the other hand, if your offense is on the field, it means the other team's defense is reacting to your moves. Satan spent 3.5 years reacting to everything that Jesus did. 
Are you exercising faith in such a way that it shows that you trust in God? Mark 11, 20, 24, Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. And this is what we have to understand. We have to live in faith. You don't have to live in fear and anxiety. Circumstances mean nothing to God. Keep praising him regardless of the situation. This is Psalm 91, 1 through 16. Do you believe that Jesus loves you? Does he have your best interest in mind? You think he'll let you down? This is John 10, 1 through 18, 27 through 29, and Romans 8, 28. And guys, listen to me. Jesus Christ is our Lord. He is our King. Yesterday, or on Austin's party on Saturday, I was speaking to a friend of ours at Austin. I've known for 20 years. Austin's known for many years, and he's made some bad mistakes. He has. But he's also been very successful in business. And finally, I asked him, I said, dude, why do you hang out with these weird people? Not at the party, of course. <laughs> we hang out with us. I said, but why do you have friends that get you into these troubles? Why do you do things like this? Don't you realize if I show you your friends, I'll show you your future? It's so many people don't understand. When they hang out with the wrong people and they do the wrong things, sooner or later, they're going to self-sabotage their business. They're going to self-sabotage their life. They're going to self-sabotage their marriage. They're going to self-sabotage their relationships because they're hanging out with the wrong people. Stay with people that are going to build you up in faith. Stay with people that are going to encourage you. Don't, don't support people like Disney. Don't support people that are going to take your money and do satanic things with it. Don't do that. Support the people that are out here helping one another, doing what needs to be done. Always remember, we have to live by faith while we're here. And we're only here for a little while. And after we leave here, we go to be with God in glory. And that's so wonderful that we do that. By the way, the notes that I was reading to you from as far as the scripture, uh, basically were from John Terrell, and I posted that on the website so you can read through the entire thing. There's a lot more about faith versus fear. But guys, I love you and I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. But keep your chin up. You're, 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 this fight's already been won. And that's the, what they want you to, they want you to not, they, they want you to lose that understanding. They want you to walk away from that. They want you to make them think that they're going to win and they're going to beat you and defeat you. They can't do that. There's, there's no, we have victory in Jesus. When he said it was finished on the cross, he meant it was finished. Now we've got these skirmishes we've got to deal with and we've got this Kabbalist Luciferian group that runs Hollywood and runs the media. We understand who they are now. We, we've, we've called them out of the show so many times it's ridiculous. But the point is you got to know who your enemy is, and you got to stand in victory over them. Guys, listen to me. Just do what's right in God's eyes all of the time. That's the most important thing. Love one another. The Bible says you'll know that you're my disciples because you love one another. And do what pleases God. In the, in the book of First John, it talks about if we love him, we'll do what pleases him. And that's what we have to do is follow his word. Austin talked about this last week, how the Ten Commandments are written in stone. And homosexuality is forbidden by God. He already told you how he felt about that with Sodom and Gomorrah. Why do we have to try to revisit that to see what God thinks? He, we already know what he thinks about that. So do the best you can to walk in love and walk in faith. And always remember, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Because, guys, if God be for you, who can be against you? That's what we have through Christ Jesus all the days of our life. And then we get to go to be with him in heaven because we don't die. We just move on. Our bodies fall away, but our, our spirit goes on to be with God in Christ. Our, we, we get to be with Christ Jesus for all of eternity. So there is no victory. There's, death has no victory over us. That's what Jesus said because he's come to conquer both death, hell, and the grave, and he did that. So, guys, always remember, stay prepared. 
pray. You know, I, there's a, my, my old German plaque that I have hanging on the wall from a hundred years ago. It says, Zwei Lebensstutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. Two fundamental principles of life that are never broken. Prayer and work. Pray like it's all up to God. Work like it's all up to you. And stay firm in your faith and remember who Jesus is. Also, what do you think, bud? That's extremely well said, and this is why the woke culture, so to speak, and the communist agenda that they're trying to push is all about restricting what people can say. They want to prevent you from talking about Christ. They want to prevent you from talking about goals. They want to prevent you yes. from talking about positive topics. They want to prevent you from being able to speak truth about things that are happening. That's what this entire concept is about with them. This isn't about being inclusive. It's actually the polar opposite of being inclusive and welcoming everybody it's about only allowing their agenda that they want to be brought up they don't want people being able to talk about what dad just said with sodom and gomorrah that that's that's foreboding this is why they're doing these restrictions and trying to prevent people from being able to speak freely for example now there's a report that has just come out now from google and there's multiple screenshots now from it from google document editor that are actually quite creepy Google has now rolled out their newest edition of Document Editor that actually corrects you with woke, inclusive language. I kid you not. The article headlined, Big Brother is Correcting You on Google, that was on the Telegraph now, outlines how the company is implementing inclusive warnings on Google Docs, suggesting that users refrain from using certain terms such as policemen and landlord because they are gendered. I'm not joking on this, guys. The warnings will alert users when they have typed something that may not be inclusive to all readers while suggesting users should consider using different words, offering woke corrections like police officer or property owner. The big block that pops up on it, they've screenshotted now. The guy has in there, he said, we're talking to the landlord and it will be announced Monday. Landlord gets a little squiggly line underneath it like you misspelled it, right? You didn't misspell it. And then pops up and says, inclusive warning. Some of these words may not be inclusive to all readers. Try property owner or proprietor instead of landlord. I'm not joking, guys. This is really happening right now with Google Document Editor. And if you think this is going to stop here, oh, my gosh. You don't even you haven't been following what's going on. This is why I've been so diametrically opposed to the whole political correct movement. It's to the point now where it's not about making sure people aren't offended or making sure everybody's inclusive. It's about preventing people from being able to speak freely. That is 100% what this is based on. Another one that says on here, the term, technical term, motherboard is on Google's woke correction list. Inclusive warning pops up when he types in, we may need to replace the motherboard on the computer. Some of these words may not be inclusive to all readers. Consider using different words, and it gives no option of what to replace motherboard with on a computer reference. I'm not joking. This is how far left they're going. Even when you're Googling John F. Kennedy's inauguration speech, Google suggested it be, should, should be corrected for all humankind instead of all mankind. And this goes on more and more and more when you're quoting stuff like this. This is what Google is going to slowly do, and exactly what Dad just said earlier. They've got a huge, huge push down the field in using a football reference. They're at the 40, 50, 60 year mark, yard mark line now. They're pushing. Now all of a they come back and say, okay, we got we got to take a little step back. We're going to give them like two or three yards now so they feel like they're making a big win. That's what they continually do with stuff. The difference is now 
we can't just take three or four yards back. We have to get on the offensive now, sitting back and waiting for things to continue for them to do to us so we can basically say, okay, we're upset now. We're going to protest. We want a yard back. You know, you, you took 20 yards. We want a yard back. No, 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 no. Now we push and take yards back. Now we push more aggressively. Now we push back and say, guess what, Disney? Have fun. We're not only – you're now stripping you of your your – Government, your government entity pack that you had now since 1967, we're simply no longer going to support your company anymore. And of course, there are going to be a huge people, or a huge portion of people that don't follow anything, and they're just going to continue to go to Disney and throw them their hard-earned money because that's what they do. That's what peasants do. But you now are going to start seeing an enormous amount of people, and you start talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that stop buying Disney Plus, that stop buying Disney Passes, that stop buying Disney merchandise, oh yeah, it's going to make a difference. Because remember, the communist leftists that are hardcore in Disney, they're already all in. They're already in full support of Disney. They always have been. They're already showing their agenda. They're already all in on it. The difference is, we don't have to be all in either. We can contract our monetary support of them very, very quickly, and it has shown now on their stock values that they've decreased down. Now, of course, the amount of infrastructure that Disney has, their stock value, you're not going to be able to plummet it down you know, to zero or anything like that. But as far as I'm concerned, I highly suggest everybody start voting with your dollars like I've recommended for years now and don't support companies, whether it be Disney or any of the other companies, that are blatantly telling you that they are diametrically opposed to your value system and you do not have a right to speak freely. Even before we saw as much of this stuff come out, I've already been very, very vocal about my <laughs> zero support policy for Disney considering how they've treated me in the past and basically keeping facial recognition data on me and harassing me every time I've gone into the park now and even into the Disney Springs for you know years and years and years ago before I stopped going. So I learned a long time ago, they're not there to be my friend. They're not there to support my freedom. They are sure as heck not there to allow me to travel freely unmolested on my way. They are there to make sure they extract every dollar they can out of you, then kick you up and use you when they no longer want to allow you to travel freely or want you to be there. That is what they do. And once they find out that you are no longer going to be a willing party to your demise, they escort you off the property and trespass warn you. That's what they do at Disney. So best believe, understand, when companies show their real face and they rear their ugly head, it's time to cut them off and no longer give them finances anymore. Just my personal opinion on that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. I've been getting a lot of emails from people sending me this, and I've been doing more research because I was kind of troubled about it as well, and I started doing a little bit more research. I'm going to kind of clarify what's going on. The World Health Organization has now issued last week a global alert about a new form of severe hepatitis affecting children. Now, this has been popping up all over the place. Cases have been notified in Spain and Ireland and UK. Tests are tests basically are showing that it's some type of hepatitis virus, but it's not a hepatitis. It attacking the liver extremely aggressively, and there have been 74 cases in children that have been found so far. Now, it's very strange about this. This comes at the announcement after the U.S. Health Secretary – excuse me, the U.K. Health Security Agency recently detected higher-than-usual rates of liver inflammation in children. In the cases under the investigation, the common viruses that cause hepatitis have not been detected, but it's showing hepatitis-like symptoms. This is very strange. Now, here's why I wanted to bring this up and clarify this. 
A lot of children, as you understand, they're not exposed to significant toxins at a young age yet. May, well, vaccines they may be. We'll get into that in a second. But you got to remember, most of them aren't contracting something, you know, from somebody like hepatitis. They're not drinking alcohol products. They haven't been alive long enough to really incur enough toxins in their body to start having their liver go into failure. So what could be causing this? Well, it's interesting enough about this. I'm going to rehash an article that Ted and I went into detail on that was published February 25th, 2020. And it was out of the Department of Clinical Sciences, Lund University in Sweden. And it was called Intercellular Reverse Transcription of Pfizer-BioTech COVID RNA Vaccine, BNT162B2, in vitro in human liver cell line. That's a long title, but in essence, I'll bring it up in a synopsis here because Ted and I talked about it in detail, and I just want to clarify this. And this is just a theory that I'm throwing out there that's tying into something that's very troubling here. We already know the vaccine adverse event reporting system in the United States has been going nuts with adverse events from the shot. We already know the Eurovigilance in, in Europe has been going nuts with over 4 million adverse events from the shots. So it's not abnormal to think that this liver inflammation that's now starting to occur in children is being induced by the shot. The authors of the paper found that the RNA Pfizer vaccine enters the human liver cells. It triggers the cell's DNA, which is inside the nucleus, to increase the production of the line one gene expression to make RNA. That's about as easy as you can put it in a nutshell. The RNA then leaves the nucleus and enters the cell cytoplasm, which translates into the L line one protein. The segment of the protein is basically goes back into the nucleus where it attaches to the vaccine's RNA and reverse transcribes into a spike RNA protein. Through conducting the study, they found that spike proteins expressed on the surface of the liver cells that researchers say may be targeted by the immune system and positively possibly cause autoimmune hepatitis. This is in the research study, guys. As, and I quote, there have been case reports on individuals who develop autoimmune hepatitis after the BNT162B2 vaccine. This is the Pfizer biotech shot. The authors were referring to the first reported case of a healthy 35-year-old female who developed autoimmune hepatitis a week after her first dose of the Pfizer injection. This led to a study being conducted in which the authors concluded that it is highly possible that spike-directed antibodies induced by the vaccine may trigger autoimmune conditions in individuals that lead to autoimmune hepatitis. They found this in Switzerland all the way back in February. They concluded that this is a very possible scenario that's starting to occur. Now, the fact that they've rolled out this shot for kids, now we're starting to see this happen. Now, somebody asked me the other day, well, they're saying that some of these kids are contracting this and they haven't got the shot. That's also very possible because of what we have seen now with the RNA spike protein shedding, so to speak, where you've had certain people that have gotten their shot and gotten their next shot and gotten their booster, and that other people around them that are in close proximity and contact to them all of a sudden get deathly ill. I personally had this happen to me. I'm an extremely healthy individual. I don't get sick very often at all. I went down to Miami. I told you the story. Extremely healthy. Went down to Miami, met with a dealer down there and a sales rep that I know at a dealership. He told me he had been repeatedly going back to the hospital to be tested for COVID. He kept testing negative for COVID, negative for the flu. But he had had both of his shots and just got his booster shot. And he was absolutely adamant that he was not sure why he was getting so sick because he wasn't testing positive for anything. He actually had just gotten out of the hospital the week before and said he's extremely lethargic. He has no energy. He feels sick all the time. Everything tests back negative. 
Well, I was in a vehicle with him for about 10 minutes on a test drive. Within two days of coming home, I contracted hard COVID, no taste, no smell, on my butt for about three days. Horrible feeling. Now, I hammered the C and the D and the iodine and basically hammered the supplements and basically bounced out of it. I was fatigued for about a week after, and then after that, I was great. haven't been sick since. I know he is the only person that I had direct contact with that had basically been vaccinated because I'd been very, very careful at the time on who I was hanging around. This, in my opinion, is the theory that comes into why these young children are starting to contract this autoimmune-based hepatitis from individuals that basically are getting the shot and why you're starting to see kids that have also had the shot are also contracting this. I don't think this is coincidence, nor do I think this is going to go away. The saddest part about this is I personally think we're going to see more and more and more horrific side effects from the shot as long as people continue to keep getting it and keep going along with the narrative to get your fourth booster shot now. And remember, remember what the CEO, Borla, said of Pfizer? Oh, we're pretty confident now after this fourth booster shot is out, we're going to need to make sure everybody gets their COVID booster at least once a year, like their annual flu shot. Well, yeah, because it is going to massively increase the pharmaceutical and the medical industrial complex monetary policies that they want to make sure more and more people stay sick. What are your thoughts on this topic, Deb? You know, Austin, I think you're 100% right. And, you know, we're talking basically about, you know, what's going on with these kids, what's happening, you know, with this hepatitis. I think it's all interlocked. I really do. I mean, look at this thing with the statistics that are coming out, that are coming out now. It's saying that 21% of deaths reported to VAERS after COVID shots occurred within 48 hours of vaccination. VAERS data released by the CDC, by the CDC now, included 1,237,647 reports of adverse events from all age groups for call, following COVID vaccines, 27,000 deaths and 222,000 serious injuries between December the 14th, 2020 and April the 15th, 2022. Now, all of this stuff is happening, you know, as we said it would. All of these people are being given these disease producing pathogens with these these injections and some of them are dying immediately and some of them are getting really really sick and some of them including these children now are coming down with hepatitis and then we look at this other study it says only 29 percent of hospitalized covid19 patients are fully well one year on that means almost that means 81 percent of the people that had covid who were hospitalized are still sick a year later I mean, think about that for a second. Now, that's probably primarily because of remdesivir, because they survived the onslaught of the two treatment protocols of remdesivir, and they had serious organ damage, and they don't feel good, and their liver's not functioning properly more because they're probably getting some type of liver damage also from the shot. So we need to understand something, guys, that this whole thing is being orchestrated together, like I said in an earlier segment, that – is going to be forcing us now to have more and more lockdowns, more and more shortages. That's one of the reasons I still cannot stand Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a mouthpiece for the Kabbalist Luciferian New World Order, the boys and girls who took that building seven. That's who he is. He's still pushing the kill shot like he's going to get his listeners and his followers to go get shot, and they already know how bad they are. The question I have is this for all of you, if you're still supporting Donald Trump. 
Why in the world are you listening to anything this man says when he takes full responsibility for COVID shots, takes full responsibility for carpet bombing the United States supply line by shutting all these businesses down, takes full responsibility for not pardoning anybody from January the 6th, takes full responsibility for pushing red flag gun laws throughout the United States, and takes full responsibility of saying he wanted to be the most gay-friendly president in the history of the White House. Why would you support this guy after he set all this up, plus putting all those CFR members And then we have, speaking of the CFR, we have the Rockefeller Foundation president. He starts a countdown until all hell breaks loose. What? Yep. President Rajay Saw told Bloomberg Television's David Weston a massive immediate food crisis is on the horizon. Shaw provides and says that we could be in a timeline for the next global food crisis that could begin in the next six months. He said global fertilizer supply disruption caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, remember I talked about it a few minutes ago, it's all been staged for this food crisis, would have an even worse impact on the crisis, slashing crop yields worldwide. He also said that the relief and emergency aid for emerging, emerging market countries are needed to mitigate the effects of the food crisis. In other words, we've got to start giving more money away. Just give it all away. Charge the taxpayers in the United States. His appearance on Bloomberg is interesting because of the foundation's repetitive talk about the need for a global food supply to be reset to a more sustainable one. The foundation has closely aligned views with the World Economic Forum advocating for a global reset. This is happening right now as we speak, but of course, didn't, this did not make any mainstream news. But it made our show, and that's important because we're out here telling you guys the truth about all of this stuff. Guys, I love you, and I really, really, really appreciate you too. You know, just remember, like I said in the earlier segment, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Walk in a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind, like it says in Timothy. But also remember, stay prepared. You know, keep your powder dry. I hate to say that, but that's one thing I, I got to tell you that. Take your gun training classes. If you don't do anything but dry fire your weapons to save ammo, do that. And store some food up. Give yourself at least 90 days supply of food because the food's not just going to run out. What's going to happen is you're going to be able to get certain things from the grocery stores. They're not going to just shut down. But you'll see the prices are going to go through the roof, but there's certain staples that you won't be able to get. That's why you've got to carry some food supplies, keep at least 90 days of food. If you continue to go to the store for that 90 days, you'll probably have 120 or 180 days of food supply left. If you can't get the storable food from Health Masters, go get canned goods in while you still can. Do everything you possibly can to stay prepared for this. And above all, pray every day unceasingly. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, this is, we're seeing a very pivotal time. I mean, everything's changing here in the United States. And that's what, you know, I talked to a buddy of mine a while back ago that had deployed multiple times over the Middle East. And, you know, he told me, he said, it's interesting. He said, because once you come back to the United States, he said, you remember how good we have it here. He said, when you're over there in the sandbox and you're dealing with just absolute just filth and death and destruction, he said, you come back here and you realize how nice it is. He said, but another thing you also remember is how bad it could still get here if something were to go sideways. And he said, once you see those polar opposites, you know, basically the peak level of humanity in a country and what we've built to like the lowest level of just violence. He said, you start realizing that you've got to be prepared all across the board. He said, because the vast majority of Americans have absolutely no idea how bad it can possibly get. And he's absolutely right. You know, we haven't had any significant conflict here actually in the United States. Most of our conflicts have been abroad for a very, very long time. 
and the, the men that saw the war of World War II and experienced that and came back, the majority of them are, you know, that are still alive are very old or they've, you know, they've passed on now. And so we don't really have much except for a lot of the, you know, veterans that have come back that have seen what have gone over in other wars that really know much of anything different because the United States has become so soft now. It really has become a soft country. I mean, the very fact we're having topics about you have to go to a safe space or you need your Play-Doh or you need your dog because you, you get offended by what a professor says at a university. The very fact that topic is even brought up and people even make comments like that now show you the level of collapse we've had in the mentality of the United States now. I mean, it's quite embarrassing. So continue, my friends, to get the truth out there. And like Dad said earlier, that's why it's important to have staples and backups, at least the main ones. That's one of the reasons why our meat buckets have been so popular because, you know, protein and meat is always a key essential element. You've got to have protein. Start, I mean, you can, you can live off carbs, but, boy, you're going to start losing muscle mass very, very rapidly. You've got to have some protein if you're on a restricted diet, you know, for a survival food diet. And, you know, the, the meat buckets are 15-year shelf life on them. And I actually had some of the cheesy ground beef the other day because I didn't have any food here at the office. I forgot to bring lunch with me. And so I had a bucket that I've used different packets out of trying stuff. And I was like, well, you know what? Time to make some cheesy ground beef. I made it with some rice and some broccoli. It actually tasted really good, you know, I mean, for, for what it was. And so, again, this is something that you got to always think of what you're actually going to really need. Don't just blindly buy stuff. Oh, this is on sale. I'm just going to buy a bunch of this. And you look at it, and you're like, well, I don't even like eating that. I don't even want to eat that. Let's just full of MSG. Why do I even buy this? Actually do some research, my friend. It's very important. So thank you again for the support. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, the purple sticks on sale for product of the week. Be sure to check them out on the website, healthmasters.com. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Have a great, safe night, my friends. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.